All right, so let's get started. And uh, we're, we're beginning a brand new series about love and relationships and marriage and all of that stuff that just makes our hearts flutter and us weak in the knees and all that jazz. And, and, <laughs> and just so you guys know, we, we try to, I mean, in, in terms of the plan every year, we, we try to work into a, some kind of a series about relationships or dating or sex or marriage or whatever every year just because we know that's a, a big topic for you guys and uh, a lot of struggles and things stem from, from, uh, from that area. And so we, we always want to talk about that. And so we had this plan for this time frame and everything back in the summer. Uh, but honestly, the, the series title Marriage Fail doesn't exactly sound all that great. And, uh, and it, it really automatically starts us in a very negative light and, and kind of looking at, at marriage negatively and all that kind of stuff. But let me tell you, how this series title came about. It came about about six weeks ago when, uh, when I was on the senior trip with, uh, with our seniors back in September. Yeah. So I'm, we're, we're out at dinner one night uh, that weekend, and, and I'm sitting down there at the table and talking to different seniors, and, and we're just kind of shooting the breeze or whatever. And I don't know how it came up, but then we, we, we came upon just the topic of marriage and family. And I started listening as senior after senior was kind of going around the table and them just expressing their honesty about the amount of dysfunction and issues that they've experienced in their own family. And I listened as you know, one senior talked about how her mom left her dad for another woman. Uh, I listened to a, another senior talk about how uh, her dad point blank just said, hey, I'm leaving your mom, and the only reason I'm staying with her is until you graduate high school, and then I'm leaving her. Uh, I listened to another senior talk about divorce and, and, you know, watching her mom and dad go through that and how how nasty it got and painful it was and all of that kind of stuff. And I just listened to senior after senior just express their frustration of, and, and their, what they've experienced marriage to be based on their family. And I even had several of the seniors that were sitting there talk about, went, went as far as to say that they've never been able to see a picture of a healthy marriage. And even one girl, point blank, just said, I'm, I'm done with marriage. I'm not going to get married myself because of the experience that I've had and what I've watched my, my family go through. And one of those, I listened to that and I started thinking, you know, that night and over the next couple of days, you know, maybe this is just kind of one of those coincidences. Like maybe this is just, you just, you know, random people together that all, that just had that same viewpoint or whatever. And it's just a, kind of an isolated thing. But then I started remembering all of the conversations that I've had with students or with small group leaders about students and started remembering all of those different conversations and, and the reality that so many of you face a lot of dysfunction in your family and the marriages that you see your parents go through and friends' marriages and, and things like that. And the, and the truth is, is that that conversation with those seniors wasn't just an isolated conversation. But in reality, it has become a much more prevalent thing across, we're talking about across our ministry. Now, just out of curiosity, how many of you guys would say your, your mom and dad have gotten a divorce? You've, you've experienced a divorce in your own family. How many of you would say maybe you're in a single parent home now? Or maybe even you would say 
my um, mom and dad have been remarried. I've got stepbrothers, stepsisters, that kind of thing. How many of you would say that's the case? All right, a lot of you too. How many of you would say, and this is, this, I'm curious to see what the response is. How many of you would say that you actually have a very healthy example? Like your mom and dad are still together, they still love each other, and in a lot of ways, you want to imitate their marriage one day. How many of you would say that's true of you? Okay. All right. So, so there's, a, there's a pretty good mix in the room. And I don't say good in a good way. There's, there's a mix of people who have experienced divorce. You're, you're living in a single-parent home now, or you know, there's, there has been divorce, and maybe now there's, there's, um, you know, you're living with stepmom or stepdad or whatever. And even some of you guys that have experienced the healthy side. This really, really matters. This is a, this is a really big deal. And I just want to say, for, for those of you that have had that bad taste in your mouth, you've seen the negative side of what marriage is. Um, man, my heart breaks for you. And, and it's my desire that maybe some of you that have experienced the healthy side of marriage, that hopefully as, as we go through the course of this series, that a lot of you, maybe you have a negative outlook or just a negative viewpoint about marriage right now, that hopefully that will shift over the next couple of weeks as we're talking through this series. But the truth is, this is, a, this is a really big deal and something that impacts us in a lot of ways. And this is more than just a groom stumbling and falling down, you know, down the marriage ceremony or the marriage aisle or whatever. This is, this is about husbands and wives stumbling and is a, a generation of teenagers who are looking at the dysfunction that they see among mom and dad or other, other relationships and saying that they want no part of marriage for their future. And that's the thing that concerns me. And if, if that's kind of your viewpoint right now, um, while my heart goes out to you, like, I don't, I don't blame you for that. If, if that's the experience that you've had and you've just watched your parents make a mess of their relationship or you've seen, that's, that's your experience and you look around and you say, I, I can't really name a healthy example of a marriage and what that potentially can look like and you have a very negative viewpoint. I don't blame you. And if you look at the, the marriage situation in our culture, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a pretty picture. Take the divorce rate, for example. Divorce rate is high. It's a big deal. There's nobody in our country that would say, hey, divorce is not a major problem in, in our country, because it is. Divorce rate is higher in the United States than it is in a lot of other countries, especially in Europe. Now, it's not 50% like we've heard a lot. Uh, that's not the, the current divorce rate or whatever. And in some studies and cases, it looks like the, the divorce rate actually is declining. But in large part, there's a lot of different factors to that. But a lot of reasons for that is because there are fewer and fewer people that are choosing to get married, which means the number of divorces are coming down. And so on the surface, it looks like, hey, this is a good thing. The divorce you know, numbers are coming down. But in, in truth, more and more people are deciding, you know what? I don't really know that marriage is for me. Take the whole redefining marriage and you know, gay marriage and things that over the last few months the Supreme Court ruling has ruled in terms of favoring gay marriage and, and things like that. And there are, there, it, has, it has stirred and created a lot of debate and a lot of confusion about really what marriage is. And what, is, what has happened is that we, have, we, have, we are redefining marriage now to match what the culture wants. You can look at an issue like adultery or, you know, affairs that take place. And 
It says, one of the stats that I read was 17% of divorces result from an, an affair. And I don't know how many, I don't know if we can really measure how many marriages, you know, have affairs that, that are a part of that. But if you, watch the, if you watch our culture, if you turn on the TV or whatever, you would think that every marriage in America is impacted by affairs or adultery or whatever. I mean, it, it's gonna, it would be really tough for you to turn on the TV or think about maybe the shows that you watch. And at some point, I would, I would bet that the majority of those shows at some point work in an affair or you know, some kind of infidelity or whatever the case may be. And it is a the issue in, in our culture and something that has a huge effect on marriages and the mindset towards marriage. So a few weeks ago, we asked you guys, what do, what do you think about marriage? We posed that question to you in your small groups, and a lot of you guys answered, and it wasn't so much we were looking for, hey, what, what definition would you give of marriage? How would you define it? Which, which some of you guys, that, those were some of the answers that we got. But it was more about what, what kind of outlook, what, what thoughts do you have about marriage? Like, do you look at that in a positive light, or do you look at it in a negative light? Do you, have, do you look forward to this and to your marriage one day, or is it something that you're nervous about or worried about or maybe have even written off? And I just want to say for just the sake of, of honesty, there were a lot of responses that came back where you guys had healthy you know, thoughts and ideas and you really you had a good outlook about marriage and you looked forward to it and you were excited about it. And that is, that is really, really good. And that was encouraging to me to see that. Because I didn't really know what we were going to get and exactly what that was going to look like. So there were a lot of those. But there also were a, a lot of really negative views and ideas and, and thoughts about marriage. And so here, here are just some of the, the, uh, the negative thoughts and the responses that we got. There was a ninth grade uh, female that said, I've never, I never really saw what a good marriage looks like. Uh, there was a Harrison High School female who said, I will be 100 before I get married. And I don't know if it's because she feels like she's not worthy of getting married, nobody's going to love her, or she just doesn't want to mess with until she's 100. I don't know. Uh, a 12th grade female said, yes to marriage, but only for money. Maybe that was a joke. I don't know. I hope not. I mean, I hope. I don't know. Uh, Another 12th grade female just simply said, it's not my thing. Marriage is not my thing. A 9th grade guy said, it is a waste of my time. A 9th grader at North Paulding said, my mom shows respect to my dad, but he is losing his love for her, probably because they had kids. Here's a couple others. A senior girl at Paulding High School said, Marriage makes me think about worry. I worry about being cheated on or something bad happening. It's hard to trust someone not to hurt you. Very honest. Uh, And then a 17-year-old at South Paulding said this, Marriage flat out scares me. How do you know you're ready? It's so hard to find the right person. And then there was was one group that had written a lot of the answers down, and, and they just said that, all that they've seen is what's wrong because of their parents' marriages. Now, I think, I mean, I love the honesty in that, and and I wanted to to just get a gauge for what you guys were thinking. Is this something you really look forward to, or is it not? Because I think if we have 
bad examples of marriage relationships, if we have a real negative viewpoint or idea, if that's all we've really seen, then those poor examples of marriages leave us feeling upset, they leave us feeling worried like this, this young lady, and they leave us scared about what our chances are for a good marriage one day. In her book, The Good News About Marriage, the author Shanti Feldhahn says this. She says, divorce is not the biggest threat to marriage. Discouragement is. Divorce is not the biggest threat. Discouragement is. I mean, you think about that husband or wife right now that maybe they're, they're fighting or they're bickering or there's, there's issues, there's dysfunction going on in that relationship. And what she's saying is that divorce is not the primary issue. It's, it's the discouragement. It's those feelings of going, is this going to fail? Are we going to make it? Is this going to be okay? Do we just need to throw in the towel and move on? And I think that's even more true about you guys now. That even though you may be 14, 15, 16 years old, you may think that marriage is a, is a long way off. The truth is, your outlook now matters. And the biggest threat, I think, to your future marriage is not just so much the, the idea of divorce, but it's just simply the discouragement that you feel right now. That worry that you face, or that you look at those poor examples and you go, you know what, I don't really know that I want anything to do with this. And I think about the outlook that for, for Angie and I, when we were, uh, next summer, we're going to celebrate our 15-year anniversary, which is, thank you. I know some of you guys thought, man, I, I thought you were only 23 or 24. Um, some of you are like, how in the world did she survive 15 years with you? And that's a great question. And we'll talk about that in our counseling sessions. Just kidding. In 2001... We were two young kids who had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. We had literally no idea. All we knew was we had a really good outlook. We knew we were committed to each other. We knew that we loved each other and that we wanted, that God had had opened up this door for us. And we wanted to make the most of it. We were fortunate enough that we had our parents were still married and so they provided healthy examples of what marriages look like and we had a lot of friends that didn't have that and we'd seen other relationships and marriages that had failed but for us we had a good outlook and we knew that we were committed to each other going into it and I believe that that helped us a lot but the reverse is also true that if we've got a a, a bad outlook or there's discouragement or there's nervousness or we're not really sure what this, if this is going to work out or not, then it can impact us in a negative way. And if we're going into that relationship, you know, kind of going, man, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers and I'm really hoping that this works out. But I'm thinking about all those examples about my failed parents' relationship and I'm thinking about all my friends and all of these other things and I don't know that I've really seen what a healthy example of a a marriage can look like. And so I'm going into this, but I'm really almost discouraged and nervous and anxious and I'm not really sure that this is going to work out. And sometimes when we're discouraged or we're not really sure if this is going to work out and there's doubts that we have, then sometimes what that can do is it can cause us to make other plans. So maybe we decide early on, you know what, marriage isn't for me. And we just kind of write the whole thing off like, like what that, uh, that one senior girl has done. 
Or maybe what some of us do is we decide, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to live with that person first before we get married. And this is, this is one of those things called cohabitation that's on the rise. It's growing in our culture. And it is that mindset that says, hey, I'm not really sure if this is going to work out. So why don't we kind of do a little trial and error here? Rather than us standing at that aisle and making a lifelong commitment to each other and potentially ending in a lot of hurt and a lot of heartache, why don't we just live together and figure it out along the way and see if we're compatible and that will be a whole lot easier for us. And that way we don't have to worry about making a mess of things and hurting each other long term. That's the mindset that they have. And what they makes it is that this, this will help them make sure ahead of time that they're compatible with that person. And it makes it a lot easier to get out if they need to. But ironically, people who live together before marriage actually have a higher divorce rate than those who don't live together first. So even though the mindset starts with kind of like, hey, we, you know, we, we don't want to end in divorce or whatever, it actually statistically leads to a higher rate of divorce. A couple of months ago, there was um, one of the, the small groups, uh, the small group leader post kind of played that, that would you rather scenario. And the scenario that they tossed out was, would you rather go bankrupt or would you rather get divorced? And, and the consensus in that group was, we'd rather get divorced because if you get divorced, you can always try again. Almost kind of like this flippant attitude, like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter Hey, we tried our best, you know, we, we, gave it a, we gave it a go, and so let's just cut ties here, and you can always get remarried and try it all over again. And, and that's becoming a more prevalent mindset, that, you know what, if this marriage doesn't work out, then I can just end it and move on, no harm, no foul. But is that really the type of mindset that God wants us to have? See, as long as we go into it feeling like, you know what, I'm going to kind of shift gears here, or I'm going to come up with my own plans, or I'm looking at this situation, and th- these are my experiences, or this is what I've gone through, or this is what I've seen my parents experience. And so what we do is we take and we form viewpoints, and we make our own plans, and then we move forward with that. And the danger that I see with this is that we, we form opinions and viewpoints about marriage and a lot of other things without ever taking a step back and asking the question, God, what do you want for me? God, what is it that you want for me? Yeah, I've, I've seen dysfunction. I've seen what the culture says. And so we, we take all of those things and then we, we form our opinions and our ideas and our viewpoints without ever wondering what God may have to say about it. And if we're honest, I think we do that in a lot of areas of our lives. There may be a lot of us that make decisions on a daily basis and we never stop to say, God, what is it that you want me to do here? God, in that relationship or in this situation or in in this thing that I'm facing, God, what do you want for me? And it is a dangerous thing when we, we... kind of form opinions and viewpoints and ideas without ever consulting God on the matter. And as long as we do that, we're guaranteed to make a mess of things. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Paul gives us an instruction. 
as it relates to this. And here's what he says. He says, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Paul warns us of the dangers of just copying the culture. Of looking and saying, you know what, well everybody else is getting a divorce, or everybody else is experiencing this, or I'm seeing the amount of dysfunction, or I'm seeing you know, what's happening around, or what the culture says is true, or what is not true. And so I'm just going to take that, and I'm going to use that to form my opinions and my viewpoint. And Paul says, be very careful. Do not copy the, cu- the behaviors and the customs of this world. What does he say? Let God transform you. How? By changing the way that you think. By changing our mindset. By taking a step back and go, hey, look, I, I do have these experiences, and I'm seeing what the culture's doing, and this is what I've seen in my parents' relationship. But God, I'm, I'm going to allow you to change my mindset. I'm going to allow you to shape my viewpoint. I'm going to allow you to shape my opinion and the way that I ought to live and the the way that I ought to view marriage or relationships or whatever the case may be. And what does he say is the result? Then you will know what God's will is for your life. It's only when we allow God to change our mindset, to take a step back and say, God, what do you want? That not only do we see what God's will is, but we're able to experience God's will, which he says is good, pleasing, it is perfect. As long as we cut God out of the equation and just form our own viewpoints, then we'll never experience that good, pleasing, perfect will of God. But when we allow that question to enter our mind in every decision we make, and before we even make those decisions, God, what do you want for me? And allow God to change our mindset. And then we can experience the type of life that God wants for us. The main point for us tonight is this. A marriage fail is likely if relationships become about what we want and not what God wants. As long as it becomes about what we want and us forming our viewpoint and what we think is best or allowing the culture to decide what is best for us, that then whatever the area is, whether it's marriage or relationships or anything else, then that, a failure in that area is very likely. We've got to transition and start to allow God to shape our mindset, to God reveal to us what his will is, not us dictating to God what we want to do. I want to promise you tonight that there is There is hope. I know this is kind of like a man, geez, marriage fail, and we're talking about all the crappy marriages and the stats and all of this kind of stuff, and this is a really depressing marriage, and we just had a fire alarm, and this is just a bad night. I want, I want you guys to know that there is hope. Maybe you sit in the room tonight, and, and the reason you're so nervous or scared is because you don't want to repeat your parents' failed marriage. You don't want to just become another marriage that has fallen flat, that has failed, that has caused a lot of hurt and a lot of damage and maybe pulled kids into the equation and you look at your own, the own hurt and experience that you have and you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to drag other, you know, my own kids through that. And I just want to encourage you that just because that's been your experience or just because the, the culture 
has, has left kind of a, a bad impression and, and you've seen the dark side of what marriage is, doesn't mean that that's going to define your future marriage. It doesn't mean that that's going to be the type of marriage that you're going to have one day. That you can experience a great marriage. You can experience a healthy marriage. That you can, even now as a teenager, look ahead to that with excitement and anticipation and something that God may have for you. And it doesn't have to, be, to weigh heavily in a negative way on your mind and on your heart. And we're going to talk a lot about that next week and how you can, how you can go about having that mindset and that idea and, and really what God says about it. But tonight, we're not, we're not trying to solve anything tonight. Really, all we want to do is push all of us to the point where we're willing to say, God, what do you want for me? Maybe you have been forming your opinions and your ideas based on what you've seen or experienced or heard from other people, and you've never, never taken into consideration what God may have to say. For all of us just to come to that point where we say, hey, God, I'm, I'm listening I'm available. I want to know what you have to say. Because at the end of the day, if God is sovereign and if God has created marriage, then it it makes a lot of sense for us to figure out what God wants. And if we will start there of just coming to that that point where we'll say, all right, God, I'm I'm open and I'm listening and I'm I'm ready for you to, to change the way that I'm thinking right now. So that I can understand what your will is and I can experience your good, pleasing, perfect will. And that may lead to, will lead to a healthy marriage one day rather than what I feel like right now I'm going to be in for. So there is hope, but for us, as we end tonight, as we get ready to go to groups, just to come to that point where we're willing to say, God, what do you want for me? And as long as we're willing to do that, then we can experience what God's best may be for us. Let's pray. God, thank you for this night. God, thank you for these students who are here. Thank you, God, for just the truth of your word. And God, I know that tonight's a little bit different and just talking through some of the issues that we face and just come to that reality that, that a lot of us in the room are feeling. God, I thank you for those students in the room who have healthy examples of what marriages look like. I thank you, God, for those families who look at mom and dad and they see a husband and wife that still love each other, that are still fighting for each other, that still support each other, that are working on that relationship and in a lot of ways want to imitate that. God, what a great thing that is. God, I know that there are a lot of students in the room who don't have that, who can't say that. And a lot of ways have, have pulled some either unfair expectations or some negative ideas or viewpoints or have just written the whole concept of marriage off completely. God, while you sympathize and understand that viewpoint, God, I pray that you would, that you would help us to allow you to change the way that we think. God, that we would not just copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but God, that you would transform us that we may discover your good, pleasing, and perfect will. God, we need your wisdom. We need your grace. I pray, God, over the course of the next few weeks as we define marriage and what it looks like and what you desire for it to be, God, I pray that you would bring healing. I pray that you bring transformation. I pray, God, that you would bring hope to so many of us who need that. God, we love you and we need you in Jesus' name. Amen.